This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to the No Film School podcast. This is Gigi Hawkins, No Film School podcast co-host. This week, we are talking about the state of short films with Short of the Week founders Andy Allen and Jason Sondi. These guys have been supporting short films and filmmakers for over 15 years. And this is a very relevant thing to be thinking about because if you haven't already made a short, I guarantee you're thinking about it or in the process of making one if you're listening to this podcast. Now we are going to dig into their new platform, Shortverse, which is, uh, it leads us through an interesting conversation about the sort of shorts ecosystem. And I'm really excited for you guys to listen to how Andy and Jason and their team have been looking at plugging holes within that ecosystem and making shorts more accessible. It's something that's come up on the podcast a lot recently. So without further ado, our interview. Hi there. Welcome to the No Film School podcast. It's Friday, November 11th. This is Gigi Hawkins. Usually this is Charles Hayne giving this intro, so it feels a little strange, but exciting nonetheless, because I am here with the founders of Short of the Week to talk about short verse. I'm with Jason Sondi and Andy Allen. So say hello, guys. Hello. Hello, hello. Thanks for having us. We were just talking about how we may all be either coming down with something or coming back from being sick. So if you're hearing the sort of like sultry, scratchy voices of three people, I hope it's sort of an ASMR experience for our listeners. Well, like most people, I don't like how my voice sounds like on podcasts. So I'm looking forward to listening to this after. Maybe it'll be an improvement. I feel the same way. I I have not had a voicemail for seven years And then somebody made me get one very recently and I was like, I'll just record it and never listen to it again. And (laughs) knowing or not knowing, I don't know what is more better in this situation. Okay, well, let's get into it. For those who haven't heard of Short of the Week, I don't know what, have you been living under a rock? Short of the Week is the leading voice in online film curation since its launch in 2007. They have been discovering and promoting emerging filmmakers and creating innovative stories for online audiences. My favorite email of the week is the short of the week email that comes into our inbox. So there's millions of viewers on the short of the week.com as well as the YouTube channel. And they have a network of 30,000 filmmakers and have featured over 2000 shorts across 50 different countries. So this is sort of like one of the go-to places for short films as a viewer, but also as a filmmaker. And I feel like anytime somebody has a short of the week, stamp on their thing. I'm like, okay, we're going to get something good here. So that's short of the week, but you guys recently launched uh, a new network, a new platform. Is that what you're calling it? Called Shortverse. Can you guys talk about like the genesis of this? Yeah. Shortverse came about through kind of a confluence of a a few things that we we were seeing at, at short of the week. So yeah, as you mentioned uh, in that intro, short of the week, we've been around for 15 years now, which is kind of crazy to think about since the early days of Vimeo uh, and YouTube. And have just been like curating the best of what we could find online. And back then it was, it was hard to find <laughs> uh, many filmmakers willing to, to take that leap and put their work in a small, you know, tiny standard definition, uh, little window on the web. Right. But a few were doing it and we were picking up on it and we thought, wow, like there's some really amazing filmmakers uh, putting some amazing work out there. And, you know, Jason and I have been fans of shorts forever. Uh, you know, we, we met back in college. That's sort of the genesis of, of uh, Short of the Week, mm-hmm. uh, where we worked at a, 
volunteered at the film club at the University of Washington and uh, just saw what was happening and wanted to curate the best of the best and try and elevate that. You know, we've always thought of short film as this really powerful experimental kind of uh, medium where filmmakers can really find their voice and experiment with new techniques, new stories, new characters, uh, new approaches to filmmaking. And it's why you see, you know, every great filmmaker starts by making their short films and you tend to see their voice come out of that first. Mm -hmm. But almost every new technique or new approach tends to start in short film. So we're, we've, we've long been like very strong supporters of, of short film and just felt like it's this amazing uh, medium for filmmakers. But what we were seeing at Short of the Week, you know, we've been curating uh, now for 15 years, as I mentioned, like more and more filmmakers now are putting their work online, which is amazing. You know, we, we see, you know, almost 5,000 submissions every year on Short of the Week, but unfortunately we can only feature, you know, maybe 200 or so. Mm -hmm. And so that's like two or three percent of what we get in submissions, wow. which is which means we can keep that bar very high, uh, mm -hmm. which is nice from a curation standpoint. But it sort of just broke our hearts every time a filmmaker reaches out. Uh, a lot of filmmakers just barely didn't make the cut, and everyone's asking us, "Well, where do I put my film? Right, you know, what right. do I do with it?" It's the opposite problem of what you first had. Like you were like, please let us put your film online. And now you're like, <laughs> there's not enough space. I'm actually curious. What was the pitch that you guys gave to filmmakers back 15 years ago when you're like, let me feature your, your, your baby that you've always envisioned screening in a theater on a little laptop or desktop? Well, I think this probably would go back to the, you know, the, Thomas Beale Cipher, your short film, Andrew. I was the producer on a rotoscoped animation film that Andrew directed. We did the film festival circuit in 2010. So this was about three years after we had launched Short of the Week. And we did film festivals for about nine months. It was a very mediocre festival run. It was a great experience. You know, we loved being in a room and having that sort of magical experience of seeing your work on the big screen and, and hearing audiences uh, reaction to it. But, you know, we didn't get any interesting feedback or opportunities out of it. And I think that after about nine months, we were like, you know, we run a website where we tell people they should put their film online. Maybe we should put our film online, but we wanted to do it in a very sort of coordinated, thoughtful way. And we drafted up a plan. We did a press run. Got some luck, got staff picked over at Vimeo uh, very early after we released. And the contrast and experience between that and the festival run ended up being really illuminating to us. And we wrote an article, and that article itself went viral. I think No Film School actually featured it back in 2011, where you know we'd spent something like $1,300 on festival submissions. We spent $0 in the online release. Hmm. We got an estimated thousand people who might have seen it at film festivals we got three hundred thousand people who saw it online we were taking calls from major production companies and agencies who were curious and you know nothing really solid came out of it but that was getting those generals was something that was completely foreign and new to us and we realized that a lot of industry attention a lot of public audience had moved to this online space. Mm -hmm. And I think we shared that experience to filmmakers and some of them were credulous, but over time, you know, they've come around to that sort of idea and it's not really a hard pitch anymore. Mm -hmm. Now you're seeing a whole sorts of other sectors of the short film industry, you know, people who are distributors or who, uh, you know, run catalogs for airlines and hotels, places where, short films sometimes sell to are having to compete with this demand from their filmmakers being like, okay, I want to, I want to work with you, but when can I put my film online? So. Right. Right. I was recently reading an article that you wrote, Andy, called everything everywhere all at once, 
which clearly the Daniels were inspired by and oh, yes. <laughs> for their name. We're still and, in legal, a legal battle with them. <laughs> red, red tape, red line, everything. <laughs> so it's interesting that you bring up the idea of like having to wait to release your short film, which is probably one of the most heartbreaking things you can do as a filmmaker. You like cross the finish line. I just did this with a project. You cross the finish line, like color, every picture lock, color lock, sound mix, it's there. And then you have to wait. And, and what you are arguing in your article is that like, well, why not overlap at all? So I'm curious what you guys think and how that sort of overlaps with short verse specifically, which allows you to sort of like, get the adrenaline rush of announcing your film and posting about it and not necessarily releasing it. But how do you think filmmakers should be approaching releasing or distributing their shorts when they're doing it on their own? Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's, uh, that's sort of the, the, you're, you're sort of jumping to it. That's kind of why short verse came about, you know, it was uh, going back to that, you know, we could only select two or 3%. The 97% was looking for something, you know, looking for some, some way to get their short film out online. Some of them coming off of a long festival run, but a lot of them more and more we're seeing are just, have just finished a film and they're trying to think of, you know, they're thinking about online and festivals at the same time, which mm -hmm. is, which is what we've started advocating a bit more for. I mean, it really, it just, it all depends on the film. The truth is like some films do really well at festivals, but there's a whole, there's so many other categories of films that just don't do that well at festivals for whatever reason. It's not always quality related. Sometimes it's, you know, might be more of a genre film mm -hmm. uh, or it might be speaking to something else. Uh, and there's also a little bit of a discrepancy sometimes between what industry might be looking for uh, and what festivals might be programming for. So we just started to see that and we're like, well, you know, what, what can we do for these 97%? And the sad thing is that, uh, you know, the, the options out there today just aren't that great. Mm -hmm. Right. And we just sort of found ourselves floundering to try and find the best response to this question of what do I do with my short? How do I get people to see it? Uh, and so, you know, especially now, I think, you know, especially even just over this last week, we're seeing some of the shortcomings of social media, right? So most filmmakers would, would go to social media to put their film in front of audiences, mm -hmm. uh, and to promote it and, uh, to try and like interact and engage with people. So like we, we asked a bunch of filmmakers, uh, who have, who, uh, been featured on short of the week, how they connect with the industry and the number one response was over Instagram. Interesting. And so it's it's this interesting, uh, you know, mix. People are sort of using these tools mm -hmm. like Instagram or Facebook uh, in ways that they were never really kind of designed for this sort of use. Mm -hmm. uh, and they're very general purpose kind of social media tools as we knew, right? Uh, and like, you, you, I'm sure you guys know this cause you're in publishing too, right? There's, it's tricky, you know, trying to play the game of social media because you build up a following there. If you're lucky enough to build up a meaningful following, you know, eventually the algorithms start working against you and you have to work harder and harder just to reach your audience. Mm -hmm. And so I think there's just this growing sense. And I think the industry is starting to see it more now. You know, I, I work in tech, Jason has worked at and Vimeo in sort of the tech entertainment space. Uh, and so we're, we're sort of following the general trends here, but you know, there's this belief that these general purpose uh, tools like Instagram and Twitter, Facebook, and other social media platforms are just not super well suited for these very specific cases, like a filmmaker wanting to get their film out mm -hmm. uh, and connect with others, find audiences, find industry. So we just started to like dream, I guess, like what would like imagine a platform that was built for emerging filmmakers mm -hmm. to get their work out there, to connect with people. And like, you suddenly start thinking about things very differently. You know, even Vimeo, which was amazing. It was built for video though. You know, Jason can tell you this. 
it wasn't necessarily like there was an amazing filmmaking community there, less so now, but it was uh, really built for video. So there's video of all kinds on there, right? Mm -hmm. But even as we started to dig in, we're like, oh, there's all this, all these like potential features and functionality that, that we could provide that's specific to emerging filmmakers. So right. things like when you want to put your film out there, uh, you know, you don't, you don't have to just put it out there to the public. Like, you know, if you finish your film, you can actually put it online and have a landing page for your film uh, and put it in what we call preview state where you have a page, people can learn about it. They can read about it. They can see gallery images. They can browse the full credits. You know, they can, they can connect, connect with you. They can like request a screener from you. Mm -hmm. So all this functionality that we thought, oh yeah, this is how filmmakers work. This is how it works. This is how we network. This is how you build buzz yeah. that we're not seeing in any other, any other platforms. So we just, we started to dream like that. And then eventually just thought, you know, I think we waited actually a year or so just kind of like thinking about it. Mm -hmm. And eventually it was like, you know, nobody's going to build this. Like, I think, you I think know, we're the guy. <laughs> I think maybe we, we have to build it if we want it to exist. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I, I'm noticing a, a a trend you guys have already built, started to build out these things. And then you're like, well, let's take it to the next level. Let's put our short online. Let's put, let's create a network that's built around like this audience that we already have. What's interesting also about like this through line of your, both of your experience is that, you know, when you released your short online, you started to build those industry relationships. And now what, Shortverse is doing is it's helping facilitate creator relationships, but also industry and professional relationships. And I think that's one of the things that is so critical to success in this industry and as a creator, but one of the things that like, it's nebulous and you're like, how do I, how do I build these relationships? How do I get my work out there? Um, how do I start, you know, you guys mentioned you had a bunch of generals afterwards. And as we all know, those are, that's like a first date. And what you're doing is like sparking something forward down the line. And I think a lot of people are like, I'm going to make my short and then I'm going to get my movie deal based off of it. And it's, it's so much more than that. And, and that is like this, this thing that you always have to be working towards building, building the relationships. And so I'm curious, like how does the sort of the creator relationship and industry professional relationship connecting happen on short verse? Yeah, I think we want to just, you know, we don't want to ever over promise. Like you're right. This is an incredibly difficult industry. Most of the people who participate in it are not going to become big, famous, you know, blockbuster filmmakers or, have a feature film at Cannes, but you do want to create opportunity for people to fulfill their talent, to fulfill their ambition to the best of their capabilities and abilities. And one of the beautiful things that we think about online is that with anecdote over anecdote, with all the people that we can see who are on our mailing list to have, you know, big, big companies that they work for, who we know are checking out our stuff with all the agents and producers who reach out to us trying to get tips on who they should check out. We know that there is an appetite there for new talent. And can we just create that scenario that you talked about? Can we make the first date? You know, we can't guarantee the success after that, but can we create more opportunities for people to have those first dates? With Short of the Week, we found that a lot of our alum filmmakers would come back to us months later and tell about tell us about like the cool opportunities they got from being featured on Short of the Week. 
Uh, but then when we sat down and talked to industry, we learned more about what they needed. And a few things really stood out to us. First, one of the things they said was, sure, the week we love how you make our jobs easier through the standards of your curation. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I'm looking for something specific and you guys just don't have it. You know, we may feature 10 horror films a year. You know, if you're a genre-based producer or executive and you're really looking to go deep on the horror genre, like, that's tough for you. Short verse allows a much bigger pool, allows all those people that Andrew talked about at the beginning who just barely missed the cut. You know, they get to be present on short verse. And through powerful search filters where you can search for genre, you can search for geography, you can search for topic, you can search for length. And importantly, you can combine those filters mm-hmm. on short verse. You can really drill down into exactly what you want. And we found that industry is very receptive to that idea. Uh, secondly, industry told us that they really wanted to uncover this talent earlier. Mm-hmm. You know, um, They really liked online discovery, but as competition has been heating up, more and more people are looking to film festivals and trying to do advanced work and getting screeners from, you know, top film festivals. And the fact that most say maybe 60 to 70% of the films that we were featuring on short of the week were only being featured at the end of a sometimes lengthy festival run right. uh, ended up being kind of a problem for that, for them. So one of the cool things about short verse is not only are we pitching it as a platform through the use of preview, that preview published state that you can create your page the minute your film is done. Mm-hmm. It also creates exposure to the industry the minute that your film is done. And we have settings on the back end available to the filmmaker where they can make their screener public to people who are approved and validated industry on the short version platform, yet still be private to the general public. Thus, they protect their commercial and festival eligibilities, but they're discoverable by this industry subset that they really want to connect with. And we think that's really exciting. And we are really pushing to try to develop this sort of like shadow market uh, aspect on short verse. That's so cool. I actually, I have uh, the short that I just finished. I was like, I don't want to publish it privately, but now I'm like, oh, okay. That's why that exists. Because I was like, well, I want to wait till like get the festivals because it's like part of the submitting process. But if it's not even like I see it that it's plugging that gap, filling that mm-hmm. void in my heart as a filmmaker to to like that actually be getting it out there and circulated. That makes so much sense. And now I have a theory. You guys have to tell me if this is true or not. So you created this search filter. You're pl- you're building these bridges with industry by giving them earlier access to things that are about to go on the festival circuit, et cetera. But you also have the scoring system that you can, which is sort of another quality control thing, because we've all seen the bad shorts and I've made them myself. So in a, in a world where like anybody can post anything in theory on uh, short verse, how do you make sure that the quality projects are are being rising to the top and that ha- and that's happening organically and that comes through the review system is that right yeah you're right on top of it i think that's a big challenge and one of the things that you know internally we were really concerned about uh as we were embarking on the short first journey which is that we know that so much of why people trust and love short of the week is based off of this incredibly high standard of curation that we try to maintain that, you know, we endeavor that anybody who stumbles upon short of the week and clicks any film is going to be like, wow, that was really good. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then necessarily this project in hoping to be broader, to help more people, to create more opportunities for more people, we couldn't stand astride that as, you know, a strict gatekeeper. We needed to be more inclusive. We needed to be more open. 
and how do we create sort of alternative uh, validation? Um, so I think the scoring that you lighted upon, I think that's a really prominent and powerful uh, tool in this. Uh, the search filters are also as well, because, you know, you can search by your festival validations. So yeah. you can, you know, an industry or a viewer can type in Sundance and see only Sundance films, for example. Andrew, what are some other things uh, that come to mind about how we're trying to curry alternate validation? Yeah, well, I wanted to get back to the reviews because... I think it serves a couple purposes, actually. And one is that that sort of external validation mm -hmm. of, you know, and, and helping the good stuff rise to the top. But the other, the other thing that that's the other intent for those reviews is we have this feature on short of the week submissions right now. That's, that's a little bit hidden. Not everybody knows about it, but those, those who do know about it tend to like really love it. Mm -hmm. And it's called feedback which is Ooh. for a little extra uh, payment. You know, again, we're filmmakers ourselves. Yeah. We've submitted to thousands of festivals. And one of the biggest gripes that I always had, and I know Jason had, is that you just never know what happened when you get rejected, right? right? Like what happened, you know? was Did my DVD not <laughs> burn correctly? <laughs> you know, that goes back a ways. You just never know. Or was it, you know, what was it? Like, was it something small? And some of the most right. like powerful feedback I got as a filmmaker was like screening at a festival or something or talking to a programmer afterwards who like maybe, you know, viewed the film, but just didn't think it quite made it. And they had just yeah. one little point of feedback, like, you know, make it shorter or the ending, yeah. the, the beginning was too slow or think about your pacing or this character was off. Right. And I mm -hmm. think that's always lingering in the back of the minds of many emerging filmmakers. Mm -hmm. So we, we've been giving this, this feedback option. It's like a paid option where one of our programmers, uh, will write up literally a, a full page of feedback on like what's working, what's not working. And, uh, we, we've just been doing that because that's what we wish that we had when we were filmmakers. Right. Right. And again, that's something that like, that we think this, these reviews can start to unlock as well for people. Mm -hmm. It's invaluable. Uh, exactly. It's getting good. feedback, right? Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. In the perspective of somebody who doesn't know you and is not going to just give you a good a gold star, we talk a lot this about this on the No Film School podcast because there are ways you can pressure test your scripts. Um, you can submit to Slamdance for feedback and Austin and The Blacklist and there's so many, so many options, but to be able to like, even see if your short is, if, if it's working, like, is the story are, are, is a viewer who doesn't owe me anything going to be able to follow this story? And will they care about this character or will they laugh in this moment? Like that is so cool. And something that you miss online, I think when you're not in a theater, you're right, not hearing right. them laugh in the moment. And so yeah. I think it, yeah, that's something exact. That's exactly right. We heard from so many filmmakers saying like, I just want to know what's working. What's not like, I'm fine right. that you guys didn't select it for short of the week, but how can I become a better filmmaker through this? Yeah. And that's, that's been so valuable and something that, you know, we always want to keep going, but again, we're limited in what we can do. Right. So we like this idea of unlocking it. So even our reviews, it's not just comments, you know, I mean, Vimeo was a fantastic uh, community of filmmakers, but it had some limitations with the comments, right? You'd get like right. thumbs up. That was great. Right. Very what we're binary. trying to do, <laughs> which is great to get that validation, but yeah. you don't necessarily get like deep feedback on it. Mm -hmm. So what we've done is we've, with short verses, we've crafted a system where you give it a score 
you can actually weight things that you think are done well. So you mm-hmm. can actually like give it praise for the writing or the directing or the score or the sound. Uh, and so all these things also help if you're somebody who's looking for films, right? If you're an in- mm-hmm. industry member, if you're trying to find uh, a film or if you're like a, a professor uh, yeah. who teaches uh, a film studies class and you want uh, to point your students towards great examples of production design, mm-hmm. uh, we know what those are now on the system and we can help pull those up. So in many ways, you know, what Jason's talking about with like searching by festivals and having connections to individuals like industry, we're sort of just trying, like this platform is meant to hopefully like connect all these very disparate threads Mm -hmm. within the industry today uh, and just connect them in a network in this like small kind of, you know, micro community of a network. Right. So that I can... One of the other things, Andrew, is, you know, full credit lists and the fact that each person in the credits has their own profile. Mm -hmm. You know, Short of the Week has always been very kind of director chauvinistic. And I've never really liked that because I've never subscribed to this idea of the director being the author of a film. It's a collaborative medium. Right. And uh, with Short Verse, we really are able to do something about that as well. And I think hopefully... You know, one of the biggest use cases for short of the week over the years has been people saying, like, I'm a cinematographer, I'm a production designer, I'm an editor, and I need, I was looking for interesting people to work with. And so I would watch a bunch of short films on short of the week, and then I would reach out uh, to people whose work I liked to see if we could meet, could talk, maybe potentially collaborate. And I think a lot of collaborations have been birthed that way, but it was always you know, short of the week was not designed with that in mind. Short verse, because you have full credit lists on each film. Each of those credits connects to a profile. Mm -hmm. The individual crew members can all connect and then they can message on site to communicate with each other. It's reduces the level of friction uh, Mm -hmm. that we saw in other ways. And that's one of my big uh, ambitions is hopefully to see this, really become like a a functioning tool for great new work that's going to come out of people who are not necessarily industry, but just filmmakers themselves and below the line crew, like discovering each other and finding ways to collaborate. Mm -hmm. And if you're, I mean, think about it. Yeah. If you're a filmmaker, if you are a director and you're looking for a producing partner or a great composer or a production designer to join your crew, uh, you know, we think we can be that. And, and I think as, as Jason, he sort of hit upon that, a, a key thing here, which is onsite messaging, Yeah, which is just, it's natively built into short verse. If you're a member, you can reach out and connect with any other member. Yeah. And we think that that sort of openness is just really powerful. We could do that because it's all onsite. So you're not giving away your email address. The person will receive an email, but it's through our system, so they won't see your address. So you can reply in a very sort of safe way. You can like, you know, manage those communications, of course. But we think that's that's something that's really been missing. And that's another thing that industry has asked for, so that they don't have to like jump on Vimeo or Instagram and try and find you. Yeah. Uh, you know, they can well, just reach out to you. Nobody in the film industry on the creative side is on LinkedIn. They have like, created a profile in college and it'll be like what this person like done a bunch and now it just says he was part of the film club at at washington university um (laughs) yeah that is it's i i actually have reached out to filmmakers who i i connected with their shorts via email on short of the week and then recently i saw hot mother um which was really intense and moved me and made me call my mom afterwards. And, and I was, I was like, I have to let this director know that like this shook me to my core. And so I, I I did via a review, but it felt good to be able to validate in the moment and, and support this director in the moment. And everyone should go watch hot mother. And your first impulse was to call your mother. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. (laughs) It's a, uh, it's a, uh, you guys have seen it, right? So good. If you haven't, I highly recommend it. Uh, well now I'm curious. Okay. So you're, uh, about a month into launch, right? 
Okay. So how, what has been unexpected? You know, I think sometimes people make these platforms and then they're like, oh my gosh, this is being co-opted by politicians and now it's uh, taken on a life of its own. Hopefully that's not what's happening with Shortverse. Um, what has come out of it so far? Anything, anything surprising? I mean, it's been amazing just to see, for one, just to see the response and to see, you know, cause these are all ideas in your head or among us, right. Among the team mm -hmm. here, uh, until you put it out there in the world. And it's just been really amazing to see how many filmmakers have jumped in and I've just been like screaming, yes, this is what I needed, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's, it's been amazing to see how many, how many filmmakers just jump in. I think in particular, like some of the new things that we've been introducing, like this preview state, mm -hmm. uh, are really interesting. We weren't quite sure, like it's kind of a new thing, you know, did we explain it right? Is it what filmmakers want? Uh, it's sort of what we think, you know? Uh, what we think we want, but it's been amazing to see how many films have just gotten it and, and started using that, you know, had mm -hmm. started to use this preview feature where they could put the film up online and have a film page without having to release their film. Cause you know, some, a lot of filmmakers are maybe putting their film through festivals mm -hmm. and there may be some online restrictions oftentimes yeah. with festivals. Right. So they're hesitant to put it online. Mm -hmm. Well, I think like this is great because now this gives them a way that they can have an online presence for their yeah. film. They can have a landing page that they can direct people towards without having to, you know, break any, any rules about online releases mm -hmm. or some have like exclusivity agreements uh, with distributors and have had to pull their film off online. So again, this gives them another option to like still have a presence yeah. so they can have a page. People can reach out to them. They can request a screener and still see the film privately, but without breaking yeah. any, any of the rules. So I think yeah, their followers. Exact. Oh yeah. We didn't even hit upon that, but yeah, uh, people who visit your page can follow you and your film. And so that when it does go online, uh, you, you'll notify all of them mm -hmm. so that you have this sort of like built in audience ready to receive your film once it's ready to premiere. So I think it's, it's been, that has probably been the biggest surprise. Just like we weren't quite sure if it was going to work uh, and if it was going to be like the right sort of set of features for people. But that that's been really exciting and something that we want to try and lean more into, like very, you know, very filmmaker need specific mm -hmm. kind of features like this that that you wouldn't find anywhere else. Like there's no way to do that on any other platform. Right. Right. Well, it's, it feels like it's it's sticking, and that's that's all we can ask for. Especially like, well, I do. I am curious to hear your your thoughts on the state of shorts because there's a podcast conversation happening about whether there's a market or audience for shorts here. And um, if you're if you listen to screenwriting podcasts, uh, you'll hear a whole mix of opinions about it. But I always come back to, well, in the in the UK, they show shorts on TV. In Brazil, they show shorts on TV. You can sell your short. I'm. How have you seen things change? Will that ever be the case here? There are, of course, you know, HBO will will buy a couple shorts every now and then, or or Halloween, uh, bites Hulu Halloween bite size Halloween. They're made. They're funding shorts, which I love to see because that's giving somebody an opportunity but yeah where, what trends are you seeing and and how do you think emerging filmmakers can tap into that yeah the hulu halloween is is worth a shout uh you know one of our writers Cillian uh, rustam just had an interview with the producers of hulu halloween that ran on the site a couple of weeks ago and i think what it's doing is it is kind of fulfilling what my dream and hope for short film presence on the streamers could be. A lot of the short film collections on streamers so far have been kind of vanity projects of big established filmmakers. Mm. Anyway, most recently this Guillermo del Toro uh, collection, you know, these are filmmakers who are for the most part household names already who are doing the individual installments. That's not the case with Halloween. And, you know, we have pitched some of these streamers ourselves on this idea of, you know, 
if you give opportunities to short filmmakers, by and large, you're getting, even with the shorter runtimes, you're getting content for your platform Mm -hmm. that's cheaper than the per hour rates that you would on any normal TV show or movie. And then you have IP rights too. And it's like a great exploration of launching, you know, a thousand ships and maybe one of them will hit on an idea that is worthy of like really going deep in on, but it's a worthy gamble and you should give it a shot. Mm -hmm. And I think that Huluween is probably the best current example of someone trying to uh, embark on that idea. I think they've already, uh, if not premiered or in the process of premiering the first like kind of feature length adaptation of a previous Halloween short. So I think that's exciting. What are some other trends? There's something that I want to write about in the next couple of weeks with, uh, or months with award season coming up is just an interesting trend I'm seeing in the short film categories for Oscar. Mm. There's a lot more competition for them mm-hmm. of late. Uh, there's been a lot more acquisitions from established media companies in the last few years. The New Yorker has really gone all in on acquiring like festival winning shorts in the hope of winning Oscar. You know, the New York Times is continuing to do good work on the opdoc side. So I think a lot of people are trying to secure Oscar statues for cheap. <laughs> and the filmmakers are taking advantage of this through increasingly elaborate and extensive um you know for your consideration campaigns which didn't used to really exist in the short film space uh but are starting to emerge Hmm. and one of the things that they're doing is there's a lot of new executive producers who who are celebrities who come onto films like months and months and months after they've been completed uh so that's just a random weird nugget but I think we've seen a lot of celebs starting to win Oscars. Riz Ahmed last year, Kobe Bryant notoriously right. a few years ago. And I feel a little bit worried that short filmmakers who are not celebrities are feeling like their opportunity to be recognized by Oscars is being squeezed. Mm-hmm. And that as a recourse, they need to go find you know the most famous person they can get in touch with to somehow (laughs) buoy their campaign which i don't think is a good trend yeah uh but yeah those are random things but those are two kind of interesting trends that i've been thinking about the last month now what advice do you have for somebody who's just getting started out i found the no film school podcast back when i was working as an account director in podcasting, I didn't know anything about anything. And, and, and so a lot of the time our listeners are people who are, where do I start? Where do I start? And, um, I'm curious to hear, like, if there are three things that you want somebody to take away, what would they be? And you each have to come up with two different answers. Regarding what, how to break into filmmaking? How making, to, making your first short. Making your first short. First thing I would say is your first short is going to be bad. So don't put so much pressure on yourself. Like, just go ahead and get it made. Um, because it's, you know, if you're going to be doing this, if you're really in this for the long haul, you'll, be make, you'll need to make a lot of these. Mm-hmm. And the biggest hurdle you're going to find is going to be yourself and your own sort of fear of making something crap. And that's what you need to get over the most. Uh, Well, to piggyback on that, I would say get it out there as fast as possible too. like just to make it as quickly as you can and get it out there as quickly as you can. Don't try and like do what we had to do, you know, 10 years ago or 15 years ago and submit it to hundreds and hundreds of festivals and like sink thousands and thousands of dollars into all these submission fees. Like just put it out there and see what happens, you know, whether that's on short verse or somewhere else, but like, just get it out there Mm -hmm. because you need that. You need that feedback. You need to know like what's working, what's not working, you know, and some of that comes through like very explicit feedback, hopefully, but some of that is just the response, you know, And that's going to hopefully get you to start thinking about the next one. So then my second tip 
would then follow you should watch short films and this seems obvious but you'd be surprised at how many people who make short films don't actually watch short films they're making short films because they think that's something that they can do but they're really tarantino fans or scorsese fans usually it's the macho the macho filmmakers that they're fans of but if you don't watch shorts you don't really understand how shorts are different Mm -hmm. than features and it's very clear you know if you're trying to shoot a short with a feature film mindset and a feature film's sense of pacing it just doesn't work furthermore if you're going to be really serious about this industry and this career i think it behooves you to learn who your peers are you know who is who is being successful and why they're being successful not that it should necessarily influence your art but i think that there's useful lessons that you should be taking into account that might influence or incorporate into your own art so yeah watch a lot of shorts any other any other thoughts andy i had another one and i just i got so mesmerized by jason's response there i feel like i do see a lot of shorts or emer- like very early on filmmakers who are um trying to make a movie and they're like well i've watched a bunch of movies and it's just it won't it won't i can almost guarantee it won't work um okay. so i love this idea of- i have one now oh good go for it it's a, it's a tough one because it's it's kind of a big question and a lot of times you don't really know it when you're early on in your career mm-hmm. but i think uh a lot of people just don't even don't even put a ton of thought into it but but i think knowing what what we try and and like when filmmakers come to us uh looking to get their their film out there into the world and like oh what's the best way to to get my film seen get it distributed one of our first questions is well, what do you want to get from your short? Mm-hmm. You know, what do you want to get out of it? Is it, do you, are you hoping to land a distribution deal so that you can then make your next short? Uh, are you trying to, you know, find representation? Are you trying to make it into the industry? Are you trying to get into commercial work? You know, what, because all those, you know, shorts can become kind of a springboard for any of those directions. Mm-hmm. Uh, they can also just be, a great sort of like artistic expression in their own right. But those all have come with different expectations. Right. And I think the short that you want to make is probably different, right? Some people know that they want to make a feature and they may make a short as like a a sort of calling card or a trailer of a, of a sort for it. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's, that's a path that some people take, right? Or they may want to make a short to help them sort of find their voice uh, to find out what they want to do next. So it, mm-hmm. it's a tough question, I think, again, to, to answer when you're very early and it's your first film. But if you if you can sort of see like, okay, I want to become this person or I want to become this type of filmmaker or get into this industry, shorts can be a great springboard to get there. But knowing where you want to go, I think would would influence a lot uh, of the, the type of short that you make and the way that you get it out into the world. Yeah. And then my final one, and this is similar to Andy's, maybe not necessarily as applicable for the first time filmmaker, but, you know, we've, as our sort of like internal credo for in curation of short of the week, we've always been, we're searching for, great not good films great films and specifically like i and i tell my team this all the time i'm less interested in a film that is broadly accomplished across every aspect of filmmaking Mm -hmm. than a potentially uneven rough film that is striking and fresh and great in one particular aspect reach for the thing that is fresh that is new that is risky and great rather than trying to cover your bases by creating something that is you know good and broadly accomplished if that makes sense yeah 
And, you know, even if, if your goal is to springboard into all these different directions, this is what industry tells us all the time. The number one thing they want is something fresh. That's like the overused word to jour is right. something fresh, something that they haven't seen before. So take the risk to do something that you don't necessarily have a roadmap for rather than to create, you know, the safe family drama that's shot beautifully, that has a well-written script, you know, don't be good, risk being great. I love that. I love that. And we'll, we'll wrap it up on that note because I think, I think it's very easy early on to feel like you have to go through the motions of directing and filmmaking and you're doing it if you have the lights correct and, and it makes sense. You want to make something that a lot of people like. But one of the things that I like to do is I choose three people that I want to have reactions from. Myself, my friend Charlotte, who has great taste, and my dad, who I want to cringe when he watches it. And, and going <laughs> in with that goal just lets all these other things fall to the side. And having that clarity and knowing what your big picture goal is with this particular project and also taking the pressure off, especially if it's your first short, um, because there will be that gap, the Ira Glass gap of your taste being up here and your abilities being down here. But if you can like zero in on that thing that makes you like in your gut excited, and th then, then I feel like that's chasing, chasing the great for you as a filmmaker. So thank you guys so much for this conversation and for creating a space for, for filmmakers at every stage. I hope everyone checks out short of the week weekly and, um, and becomes a member of Shortverse because I've already really enjoyed connecting with people on it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Yeah, Gigi's got two shorts up there, so everybody go check out her films. <laughs> Shameless plug. This was a lot of fun. Uh, thank you so much for having us. Thank you, Andy and Jason, for such a great conversation um, and all that you're doing for the shorts ecosystem and creators. Thank you to our listeners. Send us your thoughts on this episode on making shorts on short verse and uh, excited to hear what you guys think. Um, I loved learning about this as a filmmaker who is learning as I go in by making shorts. And I appreciate anyone who is creating space to celebrate this type of storytelling. So that's our podcast. Like, rate, and subscribe. Find us on the web at nofilmschool.com. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook and YouTube and send us questions to editor at nofilmschool. And thanks for listening. <laughs>